This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving? Are you on your way back home? Either way, we Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim, give us a time and date, terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style, we want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it, were you scared or was it fine? Malcorn. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. I'm at LAX. It's extremely crowded. And I'm picking up our friend uh, Karen Kilgariff. Unlocking the door. Sorry. It's unlocked. Hello there. Oh my God. It is incredible. It's an incredible display of human interaction. Hi. Get me out of here. I already started. (laughs) Screaming? Screaming. Uh, Recording. Oh, hi. But I started the recording with a series of screams. (laughs) Um, It's so much worse than it's ever been. Thank God we don't fucking come here anymore. Um, Exactly. If anyone wants to know why it's because and it's been this way the last five times I've come here especially on a Monday departures are even worse than arrivals which is surprising I know I should have had you meet me at arrivals but that's why Uber does it up there it's way worse up there right now is it really? I think because of that last time I went up there it was all Ubers and Lyfts clogging the whole thing it's not working so they're gonna well this I'm gonna write a letter good 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 strongly worded you three page? Mm-hmm. Um, this airport All is capped. not correctly set up for the amount of people that come to it. No. And they're trying to fix it and be like build add-on, but they just need to make a new one because the whole system is doesn't work. I'm just adjusting. Remember this when I adjust the ones and twos? <laughs> As you drove. Uh, I, isn't it because how many people move to L.A. every day now? Thank you for setting me up to tell you my favorite fact. It's... Last year, to, in 2016... 40,000 people moved to L.A. And they never left LAX. <laughs> they just keep driving the, around. Yeah. 
and I, going to our Taco Bell. It is so, it, I was at, uh, I tried to record it, hopefully it is salvageable, but a woman was screaming at me because oh. I was parked at the In-N-Out and she wanted to go into the bank. And I said, I also have a wife that's in the bank. She said, oh, really? And I said, no, I'm just parked here. And she was like, <laughs> God damn it. She was so angry. Wait, why would she? So she's because at you. I forced her to park in the red to go use the ATM because I was just sitting lawfully yes. waiting. In a spot. In a spot. And she was waiting in search of that thing and she wanted you to pull out of that spot. And she looked like someone's mom and grandma and said the F word like 35 times to me, shaking and trembling. Okay, can I say this? Remember 28 Days Later, that whole thing is those zombies, it's a rage virus? Yes. I think that's happening. I think that's happening in real life now. Oh God, what if while she is screaming, some of her saliva went in my eye? Oh no. Well, then I'm getting out of this car. Uh, too late. <laughs> That's uh, my zombie noise. <laughs> Aruga. My Your head. eyes just touched my cheek and then now I have it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think with the, ad, with the Trump administration, with this, the way the world is turning, uh, it's everyone's a rage zombie. It's insanity. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. No one ever said it had to be some weird blood and brain eating disease. No, it, it's just people who think it's okay. People who are so self centered and who also have these weird ideas in their head. Like that woman pulled in, she saw you sitting, and then she's like, he's pulling out. But then she waited, which made right. her mad because everyone in LA gets furious if you make them wait for more than two minutes. And I, even back then, this was a half hour ago, I was adjusting the knobs. I was busy. Yeah, you had stuff to do. But see, it, you didn't fit into her plan. And so then that's where the rage comes in because the plan then in her mind, that's what was supposed to happen. Now she's not getting what she wants. I mean, I could understand her behavior if she was a 20 something version of me, yeah. but she was a <laughs> mama slash grandma. Yeah, but those are the craziest ones. Oh man, she was and she had. In my opinion, old people are the worst right now because they don't, they're all scared and they don't know what the fuck is going on. Hey, want a peanut butter m and Oh my God, have you had the cherry and peanut? It's cho it's chocolate-covered cherry peanuts <laughs> in an M&M, and I had one, and I was I was almost furious it tasted so good, and <laughs> I don't even have a sweet tooth. I know you don't, so you don't care about these. Um, this is what I do, and I'm like, I just got off of a six-hour flight, and I'm really hungry. Oh, they're peanut the butter ones. Idea. They're no, really they're, good. They're the best. Wait, cherry and peanut? Oh, I'm telling you, you know, chocolate-covered cherries, that's a thing. Yeah. It's not like a raisinette-type cherry. It's a tender, beautiful little cherry. In <laughs> It's like a confectioner made at some chocolatier. At the M&M's factory? A rocketing chocolatier. <laughs> it's just the rocketeer of, of chocolate <laughs> made this for M&M, and they are so good. I had a handful of them before a set, and get, I had a great set, and I, I have a feeling it wouldn't have gone that well. You think they're comedy pills? Without the good people at M&M's <laughs> and their comedy pills, it's a proud sponsor. And the way they're developing flavors for the palates of the of the more refined comedians like it, Chris Fairbanks. It is the fanciest, and they're no larger. What I'm describing probably sounds like a giant. Is it that big? M&M that has to be in a little paper cup. Oh, right. It's a the regular. Sprinkling of it's the same size top. as those, and somehow they fit a piece of cherry and peanut in there. I don't know about cherry peanut combination. Oh, wait till you eat it. Okay. I mean, 
you have had chocolate covered cherries before, right? Yes, but I'm not, I don't like fruit and chocolate combined. I think it's as much fruit as um, Mountain Dew is. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> but it is the, the way they, <laughs> I don't, that didn't, lime, lemon and lime. It landed. <laughs> yes. Sierra Mist, maybe. <laughs> yes, there we go. Much better example. Something in a uh, crisp and clean, no caffeine variety. <laughs> Um, we, uh, what, where were you? Where, tell me about your travels. Oh was it, was first it, all, were you, you happy for, or were you sad? Uh, thank you for taking me away from that terrible place we were just in. Yes. That was literal hell. A girl had a dog next to me, a beautiful husky that was the most well-behaved dog that was just going, <clears throat> and I was like, fucking, I am with you. That's how I felt in that horrible area. Yeah, well, I'm glad that, because I would have been like, can you please stop your animal that doesn't know any better from squeaking? Because <laughs> I'm upset. Um, I was just in, oh, there's a text from you, almost there with a capital M. Yeah, that was written feverishly. <laughs> I've calmed down by, by most. Uh, I was just, I was just in Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, and... Uh, Last night was uh, Philadelphia, basically, right well, outside Philadelphia. These are the places our country was founded. That's where the forefathers, forefathers <laughs> first signed our declarations and our constitutions. Like, all over those places. Yeah. Oh, they're very old. Washington, D.C. is creepy right now, in my opinion. I don't like um, middle-aged men in hard shoes anyway. That's yeah. not my jam in the least. Uh, my apologies to anyone listening who might identify. Uh, but I don't like the feel of that of I'm in charge, I'll tell you how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm a rebel. But all the ones there, and I've been to D.C. a bunch of times. It's a gorgeous city with lots of cool people. Been to Tiggs, Benson Ball. Right, that's when I was there. Right, cool. They have good things happen there. But right now, everybody seems like the enemy. And we went into the <laughs> Starbucks, and the Starbucks was very loudly playing country music which i do not think is corp it's corporate approved they and, don't do that there and nowhere near washington dc is that music applicable as far as lifestyle yeah i mean except for the people that have come in to take over oh and be like it's this is our time now i see what you're saying it was like young country played really loud now i've i am a fan of country music uh, well, I like any. I like the new Kid Rock crossover country, but that's about <laughs> it. Uh, oh, he's he's the Secretary of Defense now. Is Good it, news. Wasn't he given a position? No, I think that's just people joking about it. I thought I heard that joke so much that I thought it was actually coming true, but it's just the only thing coming true is that all comics are hacky. Well, the the horrible thing is our world is turning hacky, so. Every hack joke is now becoming real. Yeah, and yeah. You're when, right to believe it. When people talked about the zombie apocalypse, for instance, I'm like, all right, comic book nerd. Yeah. But now it's just happening. Yeah. I was looking forward to the, the fall of society first, not while we're at, yeah, not while everything is thriving. Right, exactly. Yeah, you'd think that there would be, a, say, a tsunami. Yes. A big 9.0 earthquake, something uh, that would be like, oh, I get why this Some is wave or earthquake that the rock wasn't there to stop. <laughs> no. Will he help us when the shit really goes down? Or rock? will he go to his Hollywood bunker? I mean, he better fucking help us. He better. He better help. He better not be sitting there in the gymnasium. Yeah, in the bunker? Yeah, just, just working out. <laughs> just fucking lifting... 
the ones and twos. I don't know what the <laughs> weightlifting terminology is. So were these shows, were you doing stand-up? Were they My was, Favorite Murder? It was live podcast. Terrific. Very fun. It's so much easier than stand-up, but there's still lots of comedy involved. So right. it is my dream job as a fundamentally lazy individual. That's so great. I wondered how it was It's for really you. fun. That's great. Because we're there to talk about true crime, but then we get to be funny. So people aren't sitting there going, oh, that wasn't a very hard joke or any of that shit. It's all conversational. Right. And they're all just happy to be there because we, we're all friends because they listen to my podcast. And it's right. that podcast, you're my friend from the podcast feeling. There is that. It's an interesting audience once they see you do stand-up stand-up, though, because they're so used to, they think, no, they know you. And then also, it's not like, when you're doing stand-up for podcast people... They're a little taken aback that it's not just a conversation. Yeah. That they're in on. They're like, like, why are you being so fake? Yeah, why? <laughs> it feels like you've said all this before. <laughs> I've heard you say this. Yes, that's right. That's how stand-up works. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, I understand, because when I first saw stand-up, that's what turned me off from it. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to have it be, every time I go up, I'm going to improvise a new act. Yes. And that ended after a month. Well, I used to have, in you. I think it's because we kind of came up relatively around the same time. I used to have the same thing where I started in clubs, but then I was like, then alt carm comedy started, carmody started. Carmody is what we do. It was at Karma Coffee House it's, often. <laughs> we do comedy in the car. It's Carmody. <laughs> um, but the I was always like, I can never repeat material. Like I used, So I would just do a ton of bad material because I was always trying to not do the same stuff twice. Right. Which is not how you develop a good comedy act. That's still what I do, though. I'm like so tired of these jokes. Yeah. Let me tell these fresh off the grill <laughs> testicle puns. <laughs> Please let me. Just let me. Do you like, and I'm, I'm, I appreciate you not saying anything, do you like how I'm just driving to my house instead of yours? <laughs> I actually do. Anywhere that's not Terminal 5, I'm good with Great. right now. I'm... And another plane, because I've been on uh, several planes in a short amount of time, and, you know, just driving aimlessly in rental cars and stuff. Y yeah, you... I, I got a text from you at 7 this morning. Or yeah, so. sorry about that. No. Do you wake up when you get texts? Uh, no, but I wake up at that point anyway. But don't worry. I go back to bed and wake up at noon. Okay, good. I've actually trained myself to wake up early, and I'm ignoring it. Oh, well, then I'm going to start texting you early all the time because I always wake up early. Um, You should. Please okay. do. I'm trying to change my life. Okay, good. I'm going to help you. Um, How was your time... We both, uh, last weekend, were in Portland for oh. Bridgetown. Yes, let's talk about Bridgetown because I was going to confront you because I only saw you once and I was so mad at you. I was, do you want to hear all the things I did while I was there? Yes. Uh, well, oh, I, yeah, did, you, I, I did. Aside from? Yeah, I did my six shows and then during the day I shot uh, two, we completed two sketches, me and this guy Whitey McConaughey, he shoots music videos and stuff. His name's Whitey McConaughey. Okay. And uh, he's a, I've known him forever. He's an old snowboard video maker, but now he's a filmmaker. And we made these uh, 
sketches and I'll show you them. They're really, I like them a lot. I, you, I think you texted them to me, right? I, a part of a rough one, yeah. Okay. Dog Snacker. Okay. And then, and then I had an audition and then a callback and then a In voice, Portland? voice recording for some pyramid brewing thing because someone I went to college with worked, uh, works for some ad agency and I got this commercial. It was between me and Dave Hill, I think. Sorry, Dave. I shouldn't have even said that. He won't hear. <laughs> uh, and then I got it. And it's good because it's a real thing and it'll help me pay for my hip surgery and stuff. Oh, good. And it just fell in my lap. I love that. Don't you Kind of like it? the hip surgery <laughs> is falling into my lap. Or rather, or falling out of your... large yelling men with tools are falling into my lap. It's, their, it's ruining your lap. They have medical intent, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they will. You should have it, never watched that YouTube video. It's the day after tomorrow, my surgery. The movie? My <laughs> surgery. The movie about it, if I f choose to film. Um, are you nervous? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I bet you are. Yes, I'm scared. Yeah, that's normal. And don't forget, you get drugs that make your, you not be scared anymore. Right. Right? When you get close, you won't be scared at all. Right. You're right. Do you need people to be there when you wake up? Uh, my father is coming. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, good. He lands. To, I get to go to LAX again tomorrow. No. Yeah. Gross. And, uh, oh, look at that encampment. They know about the uh, zombie apocalypse. See, that's what I'm talking about. This is the thing that I get freaked out about. Like, they're all around Los Angeles because there's a real homeless problem here because the weather's great. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to live here if you don't live in a certain place. Right. But these fucking tent cities are popping up around town. It's just a slower... I mean, I think people are, it, this is a scary time, I think. It is. For a lot of people. So we have to be much nicer to each other, everybody. I think so, too. And I think people are being nicer I've to each other. I've noticed that, too. I think it's true. I see the occasional freaking out, slobbering zombie mother. Yeah, <laughs> grandmother. But a grown mother with yoga pants <laughs> screaming, fuck you, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck it. And she, I couldn't believe how angry. So I just laughed, which is the best thing you can do. Yes. And then when she <laughs> came words. back, I was still there, and I just smiled at her. But it was, and she looked at me, and she's like, "Yes, yeah, I am a fool." And she drove away, and yeah. You always feel. I don't think I've ever done that because that's insanity. But anytime I've been like overreacted and then been like, "Oh, I'm totally in the wrong." That afterburn is so awful. Oh yeah, I and I never forget them. I right. think of the times I freaked out and yelled at someone. One time my car overheated and I was so tired of this car dying slowly on me. I just bought it and I had to like park it across the street and it was embarrassing how much it would smoke. And, and I just was doing a U-turn so I didn't get a stupid ticket. And this old couple, they were holding hands. They were adorable and they were like, your car is smoked there. They were all just feverishly trying to let me know my car was smoking. The, and the smoke was right coming out of my hood. It's yeah. not like I didn't see it. <laughs> but there was an element of like, you're polluting. Yeah. And so I, when I got out of the car, I was like, you don't think I know my, I don't know my car is smoking. I like screamed at this sweet couple holding hands. <laughs> they were holding hands. They could have kept their mouth shut. Oh, I will never forget how I, I just, every morning I wake up and I shudder. I remember, okay, I remember yelling at them. No, here, I'm going to tell you this. On behalf of that hand-holding couple who are both probably dead right now. Yeah, oh, they're way dead. They're way dead. You're forgiven. Oh, thank you. It's time to let it go. 
How can uh, we be sure, Karen? Because uh, Here's how I'll tell you. Because I, if there are those kind of snoopy motherfuckers that are like, your car is smoking, that they've done that to a ton of other people, they're not innocents. Just because they're holding hands doesn't mean that they're great people. And they should, you know what I mean? It's like, if yeah. you're going to be there yelling at people, something back, something's going to happen to you back, especially yeah. in Los Angeles. And especially if you're stating the obvious. Yeah. My revenge is them dying of natural causes. <laughs> Or maybe a nice bone cancer. <laughs> yeah, right in the marrow. You like that, Evelyn and Eric? I'm just going to call him Eric. <laughs> At the time, it was an unorthodox name. Well, he was. his parents were Norwegian. Um, can I tell you about my... Eric with a K. <laughs> he was a Viking. Um, my Bridgetown... So that's why I didn't see you, because you were just fucking being a professional. I had to be. I went to the after party one night, and then after that, I couldn't. I had to wake up, and I was nervous about the vo getting the voiceover thing. Well, I'm proud of you for not doing it anyway and sacrificing it. Thank that's you. very I mature. Did, I did do that on purpose, yes. That's good. And I was not a hungover person. Good. Uh, which usually Bridgetown is a drinking challenge. Dude, this year Bridgetown was like, people were doing whatever. Look who it is, The Rock. Oh, the there he is. There's a big billboard of The Rock. He will save us. Beaches, beaches ain't ready for this. Oh, what a wonderful plan. Works. Oh, God. Beach better have my money. <laughs> Metal detector. A meme I did years ago. Stolen for a t-shirt. Anyway. <laughs> Your Bridgetown. Is that for real? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, my Bridgetown, there were just so many. Everybody was just a little bit high all mm -hmm. the time. Yes. Or a lot of bit high all the time. So there was, although there were, I felt like the shows were the best I've ever seen. The crowds were the best I've ever seen. Yeah. The crowds were so excited, smart, cool. They would let you fuck around. They yep. would be there for the good jokes. They were there for the mild jokes which is what I would say most of my sets were like it was just a it was just so fun yeah um and then the comics that were there were so goddamn good it was the best year as far as talent it was so great it was impressive I watched I laughed so much me too I laughed at everyone yeah everyone was great yeah I it, agree it was really fun it's a good way to wrap it all up because I believe they're done doing Bridgetown yeah I think it is, unless somebody comes in and like swoops in and get, gives them a whole ton of money. You would think so, because I sort of want to, and I have no interest in doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but I want to keep it going because it's too. the it's the festival when comics are happy. Not that this is the way people should decide everything, but when comics are happy, they do better shows, and the shows get amazing. Right. If they have like that sweet ass pizza that was nearby. <laughs> that they just kept bringing in like there there was always something to eat you like it's like you were so well taken care of yeah um although they just they simply won't provide me with diet cokes which is very very <laughs> portland but it's what i mean you probably can't get it there you can only get the the kind with cane sugar yes. from mexico <laughs> exactly they always do that where i'm like can i get a diet coke if you're at a fancy restaurant we have mexican coke but it's regular coke okay well I'm pretending that I'm on a diet, so Mexican <laughs> Coke with cane sugar isn't going to help me. Yeah. Um, one night, Josh Androsky and I, it was right before the final party, which was very fun, but the place was getting really crowded, and they had just brought in what looked like only four pizzas, and I was like, there's no way there's enough pizza. 
enough pieces of pizza for everybody. And I'm not going to stand there like some goddamn, you know, waif from a Dickens novel <laughs> trying to get myself a... I'm 40 fucking seven years old. I Let's go get pizza. So me and I, Josh Androsky walked down to the place where they were got the free pizza from yeah and we bought our own slices of the kind of pizza we liked and, and it was so good and brought them to the party that would be great if you came walking in with them <laughs> oh sorry like, we're successful we got hot <laughs> fresh slices of what you're eating mine has jalapenos on it <laughs> uh no we we ate it there he was well I, I won't blow up his spot but he was on a drug i was definitely on a drug we sat in the front window and laughed our goddamn asses off and ate pizza, and it was the most fun thing. We had the best time, and then we went back, and there was a great after party. All the kids were dancing, and we sat because the way the Bossa Nova Ballroom is set up, the... Oh, that's where... Oh, not only did I miss it, I forgot. It was a block from where I was sleeping. Oh, no! I'm so... Well... Well, for the best, though, you were all business. That's I'm. That's very impressive. Well, thank you. You were just like I even changed my flight for a whopping two hundred and fifty dollars to record the. But I that was before I didn't know it paid decent. I'm very happy with it. That's great. But I wish I had done drugs, and laughed and danced. You will. I will one day. You will again. I will again. Um, but here's the other thing that was fun. I find. I feel like I'm at the happiest I've ever been in my life. Because. Currently? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because obviously I feel very lucky. I've had some nice successes recently. Yeah. But there's also this thing of comedy used to, as I love it, I've I've never thought I was supposed to do anything else but comedy. It's just like this thing I had to do. And sometimes when that's your attitude about it, it almost isn't fun because it's this thing like you don't have a choice. Yeah, this is my burden, my cross, and my hilarious comedy cross. Yeah, my co- <laughs> my comedy cross with the googly eyes. Um, <laughs> and that I always looked at it like a fight. So it was like... Is there a googly-eyed crucifix <laughs> in the emojis or in the emoji movie? Oh. <laughs> I hope so. In the emoji movie. What if it turns out the emoji movie is secretly goofy Christian... Have you seen the... There's billboards for it, and... I just saw one. It has the piece of poop emoji voiced by Sir Patrick Stewart. (laughs) If we are all dying, we are all dying in the next couple years, (laughs) we asked Sir Patrick Stewart to voice an animated shit. It's clear that we've all just... We're just wiping our asses with our own hands now. It's so true. This is what Nostradamus was talking about. This is the the world catching on fire. It's not literal fire. It's emoji poop pretending that's entertainment. You know what's funny about Every that? Every time someone mentions Nostradamus, I think of Nosferatu in that movie with the long fingers. <laughs> yes. And I almost made a reference to that. And man, would I have sounded dumb. You Only, only the Nos was right. Uh, I just saw T.J. Miller tweeted, um, you do realize I'm in the emoji movie. And I wondered what he would like, why he would say that. I thought it was really funny. Oh, but that's... I think it's also because everyone's probably viciously shitting on it. Yeah, I bet that he preemptively, or yeah, it depends on tone. Maybe he's saying it like he walks into a fancy restaurant and assumes to get good seating. <laughs> yes. You do know I'm in the emoji movie, don't That's you? how I bet he is saying it, because yes. he's funny. Yeah, he is funny. He gets it. He gets it. Um. So yeah, I like, 
Well, and also we were talking, I got to spend so much time with our mutual, yours first friend, Michelle Balloon, who I also just got to, she came to my show See, last night. See, you guys were hanging out together and you were both like, come now. We're yeah. having so much fun and I'm just laying in bed. But it was like one at that point and I had to get up not that early, like 10, but. I just pictured, I had no idea you were being, uh, you were being a responsible adult. Everyone I thought I was being a jerk, yeah. I thought you were just around the corner yelling at the brick wall or something. So I'm like, get into the party. What are you doing? There has been years. I hear these stories from years past. One year, drunkenly, I jumped into a dumpster and just started breaking pieces of wood and karate chopping pallets. Nails Where were cutting my legs year? outside the party. I just, I did a bear, a dive into a dumpster filled with wood. Yes. It was cut all over. Love it. And I was having so much fun. Yes, you were. You did get a little of that in, though, this year. Oh, did I? Yes, you did. Remember when you got in trouble with the refrigerator box? <laughs> oh, that was fun. See, that was the first night. I, I, I packed in a little fun. You did. So tell the good, tell our good friends <laughs> who still listen to this fucking bi-monthly podcast what uh, you did. Did I make that noise? <laughs> okay. I, oh, we just were coming home kind of late. Uh, Gareth Reynolds and I and and who else was there? Annie Letterman and my manager uh, Jessica and we were uh, being loud I guess we were talking at a normal level but it was three in the morning. I bet you were riffing real we, loud. We were all laughing it was not we just got out of a car laughing hilariously and then I saw this box that was the exact width of a human body <laughs> with armholes in it and I'm like put this on me and <laughs> Gareth was sliding it on me like a sheath and then one of the guys that worked at the Juniper came out and he's like hey shut the fuck up that's what he said hey shut the fuck up and I well what time in the morning was it? We were all, it was three. <laughs> but that's, that's you can the fuck up hours. With people that are staying in the hotel. And he, later we found out he was getting a divorce or something. And oh, no. people that worked there were like, yeah, he's been a bit much lately. And the next night he was there grumpy with his arms crossed. So I, I don't like that guy. I, I don't feel bad. And all basically I was trapped in this box and he's yelling at us to go to our rooms. And I was like. Uh, look at the position I'm in, as if I didn't just cause my position right in front of his eyes. So that was fun. And it's, Gareth Reynolds told me that story. It's on my Instagram, that, a little video of it. Uh, oh, I have to see that. Yeah, yeah. Gareth told me the story probably three times in a row he thought it was so funny because he couldn't believe that you immediately yelled back at the guy, look at the position I'm in, as the, if... He, uh, it's funny in the video you can see I'm starting to yell and he's putting his hand on my shoulder to tell me to be quiet and then he just starts laughing and then he's holding onto my shoulder to stay up. It really? Was, it's the best little You broke him? Oh, he we were laughing very hard. But the guy even the guy oh you mean Gareth. I don't know why he wouldn't have laughed when I said, Look at the position I'm in and the best part is the armholes in the box are down by my ankles. We put it on upside down. <laughs> It's like someone was in the middle of making a box robot costume and then they got distracted by the ATM that we found it by and left it and had to get out of there. And then we found it and we're like, oh my God, corrugated cardboard robot box. What luck. Oh, and the guy didn't laugh. No, he was just, he left exhaling oh. grumpily. But that, that, was, that was one of the funnest moments. Um, and I like when uh, Jessica was real good and pulled out the 
camera and captured it. We didn't, it wasn't planned. That's a good manager. Organic comedy, yes. She knows she has a good taste. She knows how to track comedy. Yep, and she laughs. I like these laughing managers. Yes, they don't want to play ball. <laughs> a little less than these DJing managers. Oh, were, were you there tell that me time? about that. No, I heard about it. We won't name names, but I believe it was the second night party because I wasn't there for the first night party. So the Friday night party. The first person to jump up and start DJing was not a comic, which is usually what it is. It's usually April Richardson, Chip Hope, sure. Brody Reed. Um, there's a bunch of people who are great at it. Yeah. Ian Carmel does it sometimes. I think Barbara uh, Gray was doing it. Well, somebody's manager jumped up and started doing it. And apparently, I wasn't there. This is just what everyone was, he, was talking please about. Please tell me he was just playing... Uh... Bulldog, or I can't even. Pitbull? Pitbull. Bulldog. <laughs> oh, Grandpa. Grandpa. Um, Your car's smoking and you need to turn down that bulldog. <laughs> uh, I don't, this is just, was, everybody was talking about it because it was so hilarious. They said it just sucked and it was like no one was dancing and everyone was standing. He just was choosing bad songs. Yes. It's not like his transitions were. No, 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 no. It was, yeah, people weren't being picky. It was like, I think he was probably trying to be cool. I have no idea. I wasn't there. But I I would imagine he was like, here's this cool song and here's some like house funk or I don't know who fucking knows. But it was stuff people didn't want to dance to and all the comics because part of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival is the after-party dance party, and people get super into it. They're super... They've been doing their drugs all day long, and they right. just want to dance it all off and have a good time and be super drunk and dance. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of shitty music no one could dance to, and it was people... Were, people were not only getting angry. <laughs> I heard that at one point, there was a group of people that were super fucked up and just ran onto the dance floor just because they wanted to dance, and people stopped them. They were like, no, we're not dancing, because they were so mad. So April went up and said, hey, uh, is it cool if I take over in in a little bit? This and, I heard about. Yeah. yeah. She So it was 1 a.m., and she goes, is it cool if I take over at 1.30? And he goes, why don't you come back at 1.45? And she's like, I'll be back at 1.30. And then, like, just, they basically just bullied him out of the oh, spot. Oh, that's great. But it's like, Anyway, it just, the balls, the balls, the balls is all That's I have to so say. so great. So he just left with his Dell computer and his sketchers. <laughs> and and with now, like, like, here's the thing. And this is part of the fun and the problem of comedy. Yes. Everyone's friends. Yeah. Everyone hangs out. It's all this social thing. But it is also when you live in L.A. and you do it, it's a fucking business. So there are peop- the people, the suits, the managers, the agents, right. those people are the business end. They're not supposed to be, you know, back in the day, in my day, managers would go fucking toke for toke and hit for hit yeah. with anybody, any comic. And that sure. was kind of part of it. Yeah. But these days it's too much of a real business. It doesn't really happen that much anymore. Yeah. It's like yo- they're younger, but they're more serious yes. and less fun and more out of touch yeah. as far as what is cool. Yeah. So I think maybe it, it was a thing of like, but there's, there's some of them that don't get that they're not the star. Right. You know what I mean? I think that might be what it is. I don't know. I don't know that person very well, and I don't care. I mean, I, it doesn't well, offend no one, me. No one, if, and he's not listening, he would be the only one. Maybe some people know, but. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's. I'm going to ask you who it was after this. It's, uh, I doubt, you might not even know who it is. It's not that exciting. And also, in terms of gossip, it's, uh, I'm not interested in gossip like that, because it's like, 
only dancing people were offended. I want to hear that sweet, sweet dance gossip. I just love... Ooh, I sound... I If you don't mind, I'm going to have my head tilted down like this because I sound like a, a DJ on the coast AM. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does make you sound pretty... Yeah, that sounds real good. You sound like... This um... is the buttery voice that you'll be hearing on a pyramid ale. Oh, is that Shadow Stevens I hear? No, it's just Chris Fairbanks. Oh, hi, Chris. I, yeah, I used to be accused of being a genderless Muppet. <laughs> now, I sound like this. All, I, all I, The secret was pointing down my chin slightly. Can you, I doubt you can actually give us the real lines. That probably wouldn't be allowed, but can you give us an idea, feel, of they, what this Pyramid Ale commercial is going to be like? They were like, um, it was kind of like a rustic Jack Handy and, uh-huh. uh, voiceovers so my face isn't in it uh so it's just a voiceover thing good great uh, yeah that was the best part and uh just with uh stock footage of uh mountain climbing and and scenic views and me saying uh ridiculous things like oh yeah Uh uh-oh there's a grizzly bear it's okay you i don't know i can't remember any of them and i oftentimes when this happened last night when someone's like, can you give me an example and or a story? As soon as I'm put up to that, like when we were talking about my mom's funeral, you were like, is there anything anyone said <laughs> of your mother's friends that had any validity? Because I was talking about how everyone said all these amazing things. Yeah. And you asked for one example <laughs> and my brain shut down yes. and turned to the inside of a helium balloon. You know... Every time that happens to me, every time someone says, "Who's your favorite actor or actress?" and I have all these people that I'm like so like, "Oh, I have these tastes because I have really good taste yeah, and I yeah. like the best things." But if you actually call me on it, I'll be like, um, "Burt Bert Reynolds, Dane Cook, <laughs> <laughs> Dane Cook's really good." What? What's happening? <clears throat> Although I was thinking on the plane, I watched Dane Cook's last comedy special for I would say four minutes, and I think that he. I like the way he writes jokes. I don't like the way he delivers them. Right. I, I, I do like the way he delivers them to a point, but he gilds the lily so hard that it, it is distancing. And I know he doesn't care about someone like me's opinion anyway, so that also adds to me going, fuck you. Right. But, like, some of his jokes, like, talking about not being able to take his mom out of his phone because um, she died, and but he doesn't want to take her out of his uh, phone as a contact... Is such a great fucking bit. I've seen him have a lot of great ideas, and it wasn't until he quit pacing around and yelling things in triplicate and all this formula yeah. stuff that yeah. made him a star. Right. As far as communications are concerned. Yeah. Uh, he kind of dropped that. Now he's this depressed, kind of roided out Wolverine guy. And yeah, he's, he's just saying things, and now I'm like... Uh, he's pretty good at stand-up. He is. I feel bad for him because he, it's that thing of he got so popular and then the, the, the backlash was so hard. Yeah. Um, and he has that cocky thing that for some reason, like when T.J. Miller does the cocky thing, you don't hate him. Right. And when Dan Cook does the cocky thing, you're like, I, want, I wish some four large men would beat you up. Yeah, and I don't think it's a handsome person thing because I've seen... I've seen... Because I thought maybe that was it, and then I changed my mind. Because I've seen people pull off cocky, and it seems like they wouldn't be able to pull it off. Right. And I can't put my finger on it. It's just this weird likability thing. Like pheromones. Yes. Charisma. 
Charisma pheromones. Charisma. Charisma pheromones. <laughs> God, I need to learn a language. <laughs> I'll start with English. Am I right? I, I think you are right. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. I don't know why. Sorry, that's a real left turn. Uh, he, Dane Cook was not at Bridgetown this year, so I, I don't know why I'm talking about him. Because um, every time you do business class at the Hollywood Improv, <laughs> we're in the laboratory room. That's right. And he is, without a doubt, in the main room. Yes. Uh, you know, with Dave Chappelle and people like that. Well, also, I always, when I sit down to write jokes or write an act or write some fucking thing to talk about, I, get, I just, all I can do is think about all the people that I know that, that write uh, structurally sound material. Right. And then I just go, why can't you do it like that? You know how to copy structure. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And then I just, that popped in my head of like, Dane Cook's structure is great. Yeah. He takes a real, almost like a painful truth, and then he, you know, and then he like acts it out, and he's good at that and stuff. But also, maybe, maybe he seems like he's on coke a little bit, and that's yeah. what I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little extra there's it's almost like that like it's too much extra sure the new Dane let's just talk about Dan Cook this whole time okay. the new version of him seems like he's gonna snap and get mad and punch somebody well I he think makes he's, me a little nervous I think it's because he has been through the fucking mill I think yeah, that's yeah. what it is is he really is a hard-working stand-up comedian it doesn't matter what your taste is and I honestly have liked a lot of his material the mm. one where he was in the front room. I think it was the front room of the comedy store. The really small, um, two specials ago, where okay. he did everything where he wasn't moving around. It wasn't an arena, and he was basically trying to prove. I should watch it. I, I haven't. You know. That's the one where he did this joke I'm talking about of like his dead mom's. Okay. Taking the contact out of the phone and stuff. It it's like he he, he it must be so frustrating because all he did was follow the trajectory that like MySpace and college tours and all those things took him on and the excitement of it and everything and then it just came back punched him in the face I mean he was in movies I just saw a little bit of that Kevin Costner movie that he was in where yeah. Kevin Costner is a serial killer or he's a serial killer oh yeah wow Remember I that? forgot about that like he was in you know, a handful of movies. Yeah, it was like becoming a movie star. So I think that's part of it is like, I don't think that's, he's probably not getting offers like he used to. Right. Like it's that horrible pain of how show business is a cycle and yeah. you don't, you're up for a while, but you always come down. You always come down. Isn't that interesting? It's like sort of happening to Amy Schumer. Everyone's finally just attacked her because she had a special that wasn't the best. Right. And now everyone is like, it's not, maybe it's died down a little, but God, people were, I wanted to defend her all the time, and I'm, you know, it was just because I know, I, it's, it was the same thing they did to Dane Cook. They're just yeah. like, she's on top, and then something came out that wasn't to everyone's liking, like the last thing, so they immediately turn on them. It's always, it'll always be like a, you stole this thing, or you're, it's like people kind of nerds anonymous nerds trying to prove that they're frauds but it's right. like even if and and obviously i don't uh, I, I i don't stealing jokes isn't okay yeah. but ha it happens a lot that people have similar ideas right. it happens a lot yeah and if you do comedy you know that if you've done it for a while also you're not a fraud if you've been doing comp it even if you've ripped off half the material you've done if you go out and do sets every night and go on the road 
you're, there's nothing fraudulent about your comedy. Right. You're actually doing the work. Right, right. If you're the one that gets on the stage, if you're the one that fucking takes a plane to Baltimore and does a set. Right. The only questionable thing is if while you're in Baltimore, you watch an open micer and you're like, I can work with that. He's not going to use it. He's just a little guy. Yeah, I think, no. I, I think, don't mean to be saying that. Right. I think a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not good. And you can't be... You can't be a fucking piece of shit about it, but also the, the other side of that are there. It's that internet kind of we decide who we decide your value. Yeah. Where it's like, who are you? That's the thing. Somebody wrote. I tweeted something the other day, and the thing, that, the reason I got so mad about it is because it. I was like, that's stupid. I I need to delete that. And then I was like, who right. cares? It's Twitter. <laughs> and then about. Oh, you said who are you to someone? It it was this girl wrote not your best work to who to me oh wow and i wrote back how would you know right and then she wrote back come on karen you're better than this and i i wrote back you are not qualified to judge my work yeah, because i was just that's like the best good for you but who's this terrible person it's just some fucking 23 year old who's repeating things she's seen other people say to other people it's just that mimicry it's like Ugh. the young people's mimicry of here's how i'm going to interact with people I like or people or maybe even people I don't like maybe she was like I'm going to try to take her down who knows but it's that kind of thing of like I don't know you I've never seen your face yeah. your opinion doesn't matter to me and thinking that it might because you're insulting me I need to I need to make sure you understand but, you, but I know you I've listened to your podcast <laughs> we're close I know, <laughs> then you know that is my best work I know about uh, I uh yeah I watched uh, Maria Bamford's new special is so very, very good and yes. very interesting. You've seen it? The, no. It I just, is. I just oh my God. She, but it's way more personal. This time it's personal. Mm. It, I have my Tinder. This time. Oh, there it is. It's personal. <laughs> uh, you started to look like someone when you did that. Are you doing an impression? Uh, no. Oh. But Maria Bamford's <laughs> new special is more personal. <laughs> She, the, it's. I won't give it away, but it's very well done, and it's like it, by the end, it's just joke, joke. But in the beginning, it's very uh, one-person show. Uh, it's just so good, and I was just. I don't do it all the time, but on Twitter, I was like, everyone, please watch this. And then some person goes, um, "We follow your Twitter to hear updates about." Like in their mind, they were complimenting. Hear what you're up to. Maria's great and all, but we, that's not why we follow your, and I'm like, what, who is this? And then Maria oh. liked it because she is sweet. And I was like, no, why? So she saw it and that probably didn't, I hated it. Yes. I hate the guy and I, but I left it alone. I didn't. Well, it, also, yeah. Are you speaking in the we? Like, are you the, you're the mayor of yeah, the Chris Fairbanks that's fan what, club? Right. Like, that's what up. bothered me. Yeah. That's what bothers. If he said I, then it's like, well, then you are a dick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't. Yeah, that that bother. I don't like these. Uh, you're right. He was probably just uh, some 15 year old. Yes. In his basement making paper airplanes. That's what they all are. Oh, I. Somebody wrote. I was just thinking about this. Somebody wrote because uh, I'm on Guy Branham's show, talk show, the game show on True TV Wednesdays at 10. Uh, watch it. Tune in. Watch it. So someone 
responded to a True TV sponsored tweet that said like it was something about me and Guy and whatever. So all of our handles were in the tweet. Right. And somebody responded, "This, uh, the host is stupid. The judges are stupid. This show is stupid." And oh <laughs> with, wow! Without really thinking about <laughs> it, I just wrote back, "You're stupid too." <laughs> <laughs> like I would never deny being stupid. The- but fuck you, because you're stupid too. Everybody's stupid. There is, especially with True TV, because they were people were just happy with their uh, impractical jokers and storage wars and yeah. the Menendez trials That's or whatever. Right. <laughs> and now that they're doing these other comedy shows that are like, you know, there's there's jokes and there's infotainment. Now there's game shows and it's a little more rapid. Pay. People don't like it. They're like getting mad. And they said the meanest things. Not that Karen, or Karen, that's you. That's Not me. that April and I had the most amazing show, but it was fine. Yeah. And people were said horrible things where we were both added in it. <laughs> oh, no. And it was like, that doesn't, who are you? I'm right here. Who are you to say? Well, and it's that thing, because April gets upset sometimes she reads that shit. And she, yeah, yeah. she gets a lot, because she's on At Midnight so much, there's always some dude that's like, uh, if you tried to be hot, you could be, you know, just bullshit, stuff like Ugh. that. And I'm like, April, you can't, you can't take it in or whatever. But it's the thing of when you're looking at that stuff, you have, because it's basically like you're walking down the street going, am I pretty? Do you think I'm pretty? Ugh. Random person at the gas station. Right. And uh, it's that, it's the old, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt saying of like, it's only the ones in the arena whose opinions count. You, you can't. You can't know somebody that's just standing on the sidelines going, that's not funny. That joke isn't funny. It's like, but you don't do comedy. You've never stood up. You've never written an idea of your own, stood up in front of 50 strangers and tried to get them to laugh with it. Right, right. So your opinion doesn't count. Also, some people just like different things. That's the hardest thing with comedy is, especially at comedy clubs, the... You know, the whole thing about, oh, that guy's car is broken. But it's a nice one, so I don't feel that bad. Oh, shit. Um, Oh, now he was just sleeping. (laughs) He's okay now. Uh, It's the comedy. You go to a comedy club and see whatever's there, but you never would go to a music club and say, oh, I like punk rock and country and whatever comes at me, live music. Yeah. So, of course, everyone has opinions, and not every joke is for everyone. I don't know. That's a... That point, I shouldn't have even said it. No, no, no. I think you're exactly right because people feel like they need to express their dislike. Even though in the past, your dislike was just not attending, not paying attention. Like you didn't, if you didn't like something, that was because it wasn't for you. You're right. You didn't have to fight fucking against it like a child. Right. Or act like it was up, up to you to take it down. Or It's that shittiness, yeah. I think, because there are people... Um, you know that feeling when you get into a fight and I always try to watch myself because I do love fighting and (laughs) I love drama and like when that person first sent that tweet that said you're stupid or whatever I was like thinking of all these mean 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 things and then it's just like well let's actually think about this like what what what's your reaction about because like who cares i don't know this person (laughs) it's not fucking i was gonna say gene shallot it's not the the revered gene shallot comedy expert currently revered gene shallot (laughs) (laughs) for comedy uh that's so funny but also it's like but also who cares about any of this shit it's entertainment it's like if you want to pass the time after your shitty job, watch the thing you want to watch. You don't yeah. have to shit on the things you don't want to watch. Or get into politics. 
<laughs> also, the fact that I'm saying any of this is insanely hypocritical because I spent all of the 90s shitting on every single possible thing that I didn't like at all yeah, times. Yeah, I do it too. I was just thinking about how I, I'm constantly telling people I don't like reggae or country, but then I don't have any jokes about the bands I like. Because guess what? There's nothing funny about liking a thing. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, I'm just going to turn here at the risk of, uh, oh, so much risk. So much risk oh, thank in Los you. Angeles. Thank you. Oh my God, a human being? Yeah, it was so an Audi. An Audi just, let yeah, you in? I base it on vehicles now. Wow. Yeah, I thought he was going to be all BMW about it, but he was an Audi He's, instead. Yeah, because Audis are, BMWs are uh, like cocksucker assholes, <laughs> and Audis are like refined assholes. Yeah. Yeah. They, like maybe a, they're like European. Yeah, yeah. French. I like Audis, and I like Audi drivers. Yeah. Now I do too. I think now I'm... we're exactly like comedians in cars <laughs> getting coffee. We're talking about con and what kind of a cold brew is this? Um, um, how was your uh, Mother's Day? Well, we both had our first Mother's Day without technically having mothers. That, actually, it was my second. Oh, it was yours? Okay. But I'm a year ahead of you in this grief process. Oh yeah, of course. Somebody of course. said that to me on Twitter or something of like, I hope you didn't have a terrible Mother's Day. Yeah, people and, said nice things. Yeah, but I almost said back, well, actually, and not to be like too, you know, morose about it or whatever, but I just don't have Mother's Day anymore. Like, right. I, I, of course, tell my sister Happy Mother's Day and stuff like that. Oh, it's been eight years since I even called, you know, it was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it's not, it's not really, that's off the schedule now. Yeah, if, if my mom, if our moms, you know, they were roofing together and fell off a roof, <laughs> then Mother's Day would have been terrible, because the last one, oh, right. remember the Garzalias? <laughs> what, is that a, the Italian family down the street? No, no, the flowers <laughs> that we brought our mothers when they were roofing. Anyway, the point is, none of that happened. God, a mother's roofing company. They're just both up there in the sun. Look at this Carney truck. Ooh. Ooh, he's carrying some sort of a dragon. I pirate love truck. that ride. Okay, it's... you guys, in front of us on the freeway, in very slow traffic, there is a huge semi that's got a carnival ride yeah. dismantled on the back of it. It looks like a, a Viking. Arc. It's, a, it's Viking a Viking ship. ship. And it's the one where, have you been on it? Ooh, you it's get into it and it goes back and forth. Yes. It's, so it's like a swinging pendulum and you go up really high. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I love that one. Mainly because I'm a kid that from the beginning, I remember the first time I had a, I had the sixth grade, I had the cutest girlfriend in school. Oh. And everyone was like, how the heck did you get, I sound 80 years old. <laughs> I had the cutest young lady. Everyone said, my Lord, how did you land that dame? And I was on the teacups, any spinning, Yes. I get sick and I got up right when her and her friend came up. I threw up on myself and my friend who had like a new gotcha outfit and puked. I just puked in front of him on my suspenders. I used to wear suspenders. <laughs> what? And wait, she dumped wait. me. She dumped me like the next week. It was just too much for her. Oh, it was well, disgusting. Oh, because she was on the ride with you. Yeah. No, she, they walked up right as I was getting off the, and I'm oh. like, oh no, it was horrible timing. But the pendulum oh, no. swing, any kind of swinging, we're going to, that relationship's going to last <laughs> if you walk but the Gravitron, or the teacups, even? Ooh, spinner. Ooh. I hate spinning rides. I'll puke you out of my life. <laughs> I just have to say, on behalf of women, when you see a man 
uh, puke. It really is a, the lowest, weakest you could see him, and that means he can't protect you. Right. So she was actually doing something very smart for herself. Yeah, yeah, it's a fight-or-flight thing. It I mean, really is. What if someone in, in the hallway at Washington Middle School <laughs> was, uh, you know, I couldn't defend her honor because I was off vomiting somewhere. What if someone t went and took her swing dancing against her will? You wouldn't be able to break in and fix it because yeah. you had your spinning issues. Exactly. <laughs> if only. Uh, and then I look and my hand is invisible because I can't get her. To, it's, the point is they, she was my, my future mother. Anyway. Okay, can I just say this? Yes. It's 3 o'clock on a Monday. It's 3.30 on a Monday. Am I excited to drive back to Venice after this? <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> Do you like podcasts? Because you could probably listen oh, yeah, to one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll but be fine. But there's traffic on both sides of this freeway. It's like we're going 15 miles an hour and there's traffic on both sides. It of is. Here. It's going to work out perfectly, though, time-wise. I mean, we are going to get there in like six minutes and that'll be the end of the episode right when I leave you on your door. Amazing. It's going to be perfect. I go inside. I lay down. I'm going to go to sleep. Then I have to get up because I have to do a show at 11 tonight. Oh, uh -huh. I don't have a concert tonight. I'm just making it about me. Oh, oh, oh. Where's your show? For a second, I thought you meant going to one. Um, at UCB Franklin. Oh, yeah, that's the better one. It's the one I like better. Yeah, I like the UCB Franklin. UCB Sunset is not for stand-up comedy. I did a show last night. Do you know who David Earl Waterman is? I sure do. He makes me laugh. He's hilarious. And he has a podcast show with like a radio personality that works on the coast fm oh uh based uh somewhere over here glendale i believe glendale traffic <laughs> is uh sorry anyway doing the voice um, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah they the guy one of the radio guys was there he said i had a talent for it and i said <laughs> my dad was in the business yeah he said what station i said kid kid in oh. Monterey, and he's like, never heard of it. And I'm like, well, get the fuck out of my face. My name is Shadow Stevens. If there's a crime, I probably committed it. Whoops, whoopsies. Oi, 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 we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I, I did a little part on Tig's show, One Mississippi, as, oh, yeah. a, as a radio person, and so in the... I don't think I did very well in front of the cameras, but during the audition, I thought I did well. And <laughs> at the end, I pretended to do the samples like, I like arugula. And then, and then, uh, Homer likes donuts. Yeah, baby. I just kept doing that at the end of the audition. And I think that's why I got it. Pressing soundboard. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what morning zoo, it was like a morning shock jock guy. God, that reminds me. When I worked at Ellen, sometimes we just sit in my office at night when the day was over. Have you ever have you ever been on the website that has the Judge Judy soundboard where it's just you press the buttons and it's just her going like, "I don't think so" or oh, whatever I, like phrases. That from one Judge I would Judy. enjoy. I'd like. It's her. so funny. We would just sit there <laughs> clicking it and laughing our asses off. <laughs> like work, you work all day long. You work like a fourteen-hour day, insane amounts of stress. Mm -hmm crazy people screaming in your face yeah and then you just go back to a dark office and it's it's just like ah, no mister get out of here i told you what That's time is it <laughs> whatever You're just the fuck. Pre pressing buttons on a jug judge duty fart machine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that's the best really really got me through some time yeah she i 
There was a weird point where she reminded me of a teacher that was mad at me and I didn't like her. And then I realized how funny and awesome she was because she was usually dealing with low lowlifes and I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't factoring in that part. I just <laughs> thought she was yelling at me and I'm like, I don't want to watch. She's a downer. Yeah. But now I, I would, I'm going to buy a, the DVD box set of all judged. I, I know it sounds like I'm just saying it, but I'm going to. My friend used to work for her on Judge Judy. He was an AP, I think. My friend Bradford, who you may have met. And he used to, she used to call him Bubby, which oh. I think is the cutest thing of all time. And he, like, sh he said he loved her. He thought she was the best. And she has more money than God. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. She has all the money. Because that show's been on for, like, 20 years. Sure. Or more. It's, it's like her on. and then, oddly, Mark Harmon or something because he's on yes. seven different... CSIs or whatever. CSI or JAG or Blue Crush. You know what it or... is? NC... Blue Crush. <laughs> it's NCIS. I, I went through a, a very bad phase after I left Ellen before anything else got started where I laid on my couch and watched NCIS all day, every day. Oh, it was wow. so fucking weird. But sometimes procedurals really get you through bad times. Right. Because you know it's these five people. This guy's going to act like this. Mark Harmon's going to be a bitch. That guy's funny. This guy's young. That guy, that lady is pretty and just stands there. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. all they all are. And it just like you can just rely on it. Right. It's oddly, it's kind of how it is when I watch Forensic Files. Uh, it is. I know it's going to get solved. It's a horrific thing. But I know. And then at the end, they always have an announcement. If it weren't for the forensic evidence <laughs> and the scientists that skillfully. Yep. Tested it. This also, crime would not have been solved. That guy, the that narrator. Voice, yeah, he's the best. Is okay. Every night I would. So we come home from these shows over this weekend, and and every time we go on tour, and George and I have talked about it. We can't sleep because you know we leave this show at say eleven. Usually sure. we go out to eat or something, go get drinks, or she gets drinks, whatever. But then we get back to our hotel room, and we're just like, you're so high from meeting a bunch of people who are like, mm -hmm. oh my God, this was so great. There's just all this positive energy coming at you for like three straight hours. You don't just go and like oh, go it's to sleep. Right. So I, over this weekend, every time I got back to my hotel room, Forensic Files was on. And it was, I was watching it, but it was making me laugh because that narrator is, is the best narrator of all time. He's so dramatic. He is so like, but they tried the door. And it wasn't locked. Like, it's yeah. so over the top and He's enjoyable. also a skilled enunciator. Yes. I found he really delivers words singularly, just perfectly. He really does. He's dead now. He died. He, he did died die. recently. He recently it's died. A boating accident, I believe. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, they found semen on the poop deck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A poop deck's an actual... <laughs> I just like to say it. I don't know how he died. Probably of canker. Sorry, can we do that again? Cancer. <laughs> what if he was really dumb? He has, like, these weird Marty Feldman eyes. And they had to, like, hold up... Oh, look up here! Look up here! <laughs> okay. He had to read everything phonetically. Read it. He's like... The perpetrator came in with only a knife, a knife, a knife. Oh, he shit himself again. Get a diaper for the voice. 
<laughs> Reset the voice. He said the boy. They just come in and hit him on the side of the head. He's shackled. <laughs> they give him a cupcake. He gets excited. He starts reading again. And then once he reads, just it's nothing but jazzy butter. <laughs> <laughs> jazzy butter. It's weird because I because of that factor, the not being able to sleep after the because Bridgetown felt like that. And yep. honestly, doing stand up unless I do terribly I can usually sleep after that but not even then I'm like why did I do terrible let me stay up till three of course um, my life that people don't understand why I sleep until 10 11 okay sometimes noon often <laughs> one I uh, it's because I'm it is that energy where I just set I'm not I'm on a different schedule yeah it's a total nighttime like you you uh you have to get all your rest and you can't you, when your shows are at night, you can't, I mean, it's hard to just come down from, right. from, yes, you're right. Either the terribly, because it's only ever great or terrible. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't never have like an I okay wish, set. I, as I do it longer, uh, I starting to have nights where I'm like, yeah, that's probably how it should have gone. <laughs> you know, that was I, the energy I put into it. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it what I, what it received. <laughs> uh, but when in Bridgetown, that's how I, I was just, some of my shows were at midnight and, uh, and then I just have trouble sleeping, even though there was a nice sound machine. I have to get one that had the sounds of waves and rain. Did you have that in your room? Oh, I, I didn't check. It works great. <laughs> Does it? I turned on that rain, even though in Portland, it's actually raining. Yeah, that's right. But it wasn't raining. It's funny because when it was beautiful, instead of raining, I was listening to the sounds of rain to fall asleep when actually there was... Uh, I love rain. Yeah, it was beautiful out. Anyway, uh, my voice got a little Nick Nolte-ish. Hmm. because of the hours and I think that's why I got this rustic Jack Handy commercial yeah because my voice was a little more they do like that and it happened to be what they wanted yeah that's why my friend has there's like a voiceover guy that lives below her and she he's constantly smoking he's just outside smoking cigarettes and I'm like that guy's crazy and he's in like OR scrubs huh <laughs> And because I guess during the day, he's just a doctor until <laughs> finally the uh, voiceover work picks up. A like, doctor that moonlights as a voiceover. Yeah, that's performer. like that's like a Adam West pilot or whatever. Look well. Have you seen Look Well? <laughs> he's an acting teacher that then uh, s solves crimes because he used to play a detective. It's written by. Wait, is that the Batman one? I mean, yeah, it's Adam, Adam West. West. Yeah, yes. it's the best. I saw it long ago. I don't remember anything Watch about it. Watch it again because okay. it is the best. It's Robert Schimmel, Smigel, Smigel. There's both of those names. It's Smigel. Okay. It's in Soul Comic Dog and and uh, got it. And Conan O'Brien. That's it right. Before Conan was Conan, mm -hmm. he was just a freckly college kid. Just a freckly what? Yale, Harvard, Sarah Lawrence. Yale educated, they found semen in his orange <laughs> hair. <What>? Sorry, I <laughs> just wanted. Well, that guy died. Maybe I could do that. You could. Maybe. Your new forensic files? Yeah, that'd be fun. With just a little bit of humor. Yeah, yeah, just a kiss. There's always like a pun at the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how City Confidential was. Remember that one? It was the guy, uh, I won't ever be able to remember his name. Um, but he was the one that talked like this. So he'd be like, 
San Diego, a sleepy burb on the coast of California. But sometimes, remember that? No, no. You what? gotta watch City Confidential. Okay, I will. I don't even know what it is. It's a true crime show, like Forensic Files. Oh, okay. But they do it. They base on. They base the. It's like they tell you all about the city the crime happened in. Oh, okay. And they kind of use that and really paint the picture of the city. Oh, like the tourism bureau helped investigate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because on those crimes, they're you know you have to do a half hour show, but there's probably. 11 minutes worth of actual so crime material funny. so they have to pad it out oh, somehow. Oh, that's so funny. The body was found near the docks and if you're looking for delicious <laughs> saltwater taffy, there's no better place than at Dock 3's Dr. Doc's Taffy Shop. Huh? That's for a murder that was in like Monterey. We're getting close to your house. <laughs> that's gonna... right. I'm, I'm very excited to be home. Yeah, you see your doggies? Got those doggies my miracle of a dog sitter. You should open the door and see if they run in the street. <laughs> oh, they will. The, um, the sketch I shot in uh, Portland, we needed... It's basically a dog sniper uh, aiming across the street and the laser sight on the gun... Uh, he's trying to assassinate a cat, and then the cat is, was supposed to play with this laser, but that's why one of the days took so long, is these cats wouldn't, they were like, yeah, I know what a laser is. They just look at it, and I thought that all cats played with those, but these cats, either they were too skittish, we had three cats show up, um, and they would not play with the laser, or they'd <laughs> run away, and then Whitey's dog, he has a brand new, cute little boxer, Oh. He just went crazy over it and was jumping up the wall. For the for the laser? Yeah. That's hilarious. He loved it. And so we just had to shoot an extra thing where it's about the gel this golden retriever across the street is jealous of the <laughs> adorable dog and you know, you saw the shot of the slow motion. He showed me that to make sure it was working because <laughs> it it was classically dog versus cat and now it's jealous old dog versus young dog and he wants to kill him so it's a little darker <laughs> well, uh, don't do worry the do. Do, no dogs die no dogs were injured Bob and, Barker uh, steps onto the set you'll have to tune in I, I think I think it's a funnier die thing but I'm not sure yet. oh that's cool yeah I haven't done anything for them I don't be nice to get in on that yeah, absolutely they should know who you are yeah they should the F O team FOD <laughs> FOD <laughs> You know, sometimes when you're on a plane, this always happens from when you're going East Coast back to West Coast for me, uh-huh. because it always takes longer. Sure. Uh, and it feels like you're never getting off that plane. So because the Earth is spinning the opposite direction, is that why? Headwinds. I don't uh, know. Headwig. The angry I, inch. Maybe it's just the inch himself. <laughs> but uh, I got on the flight. It was like 10 a.m. We had to get up at seven, which uh-huh. sucked. Um, got up at 10 a.m. Fell asleep. I mean, got on the plane. Actually, bought one of those neck pillows uh, so that I could go to sleep. Fell asleep. When I woke up, I was like, "Oh my god, I've been sleeping for so long." I had three more hours to go. Wow. And it was such a bummer. Why? Why did it take so long? It just took for. It just felt like it took forever. It was. It was just a bummer. And I also, I always get a window seat, and I just make it so that I don't move the whole time. I don't get up to the bathroom. I Me don't too. get drinks. I yeah. don't do, I don't mess around. I wear a stadium pal. 
It's a <laughs> catheter. You don't have to empty it. There's a bag of pee by your ankle. No, I want to get one though. Because uh, I, you I can? pee frequently. Yeah, it's how do you not? How do you make it to where you don't have to go to the bathroom a whole flight? Um, I pee beforehand, okay. and I don't drink a bunch of coffee and water beforehand either. Welcome to urine talk. <laughs> nah, You're in trouble <laughs> with Chris and Karen. <laughs> <laughs> we just told stories about when Different you had pee. to pee and it was, <laughs> welcome back to you're in trouble. I was skydiving. I find that my urine is quite dark these days. <laughs> well, I'm in trouble. You might be in trouble. <laughs> Darkness often means liver failure. <laughs> you don't want the dark pee. <clears throat> ah, here we are. Uh, Park next to your giant tree. My tree. It's my tree. Well, that was fun to be in the car again. I know. That was actually great. Thank did, you so much for picking. It is so... Did we miss anything? We had this all scripted out. <laughs> oh, um, shit. I was supposed to tell... I was supposed to recite that poem. Oh, nuts. Well, next time we'll get that poem. <laughs> oh, nuts. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, our th theory and theme of this podcast of picking people up when they get home, usually get home from comedy... I still believe in it Me because too. it, I, the last, I've been traveling for the past four months doing this tour. Every time I get back, I get into a fucking Uber with some dude that's wearing a ton of cologne and it makes me want to cry. Right. And then I just go into my house. It is and the then, best idea and everyone knows it's the best idea. It's to get picked up from the airport by your friend yeah. after you've been traveling is really nice. Yeah. It was hard to execute or maybe it just seemed daunting because we were trying to do it every week Yeah, and we were like, screw this. It was and, definitely daunting. And we can make a better decision after hearing the sound quality, but I think it'll be good. I think mainly my issue right now is I'm wearing very cheap earphones, so I'm not getting a good sense of how it's going to sound. Oh, okay. But it's going to sound like we're in a car. Fuck yeah, we were. Fuck yeah, we still are. <laughs> right to this moment. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking by us all through thick and thin. Yes, thank you for, uh, and hopefully I'm back after my surgery. Chris, you're going to be back. I know. And not only are you going to be back, you're going to be gonna walking be black. around. <laughs> I'm going to be back and black. Yes. <laughs> Guitar riff. <laughs> Look into my pants. Bigger dick. <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> um, it's a bigger dick, but it won't stop peeing. <laughs> Doctor, what kind of surgery was that? My hip still hurts. <laughs> It was a penis shrinking surgery. The first of its kind. And I double bladdered you while I was in there. <laughs> a bag boy. Do you want to be double bladdered? Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, all right, well, thanks for listening. To Thank Do you, you for need listening to Do You Need a Ride. D Y N A R! Oh, my neighbor Chuck's oh, going to be so mad. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. Mouth horn.
uh, with Karen and Chris.